0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Global Venturing Review podcast. My name is Jerry Hillis. I'm the editor of globaluniversityventuring.com and globalgovernmentventuring.com. And as always, I will also bring you the news from globalcorporateventuring.com. And despite the fact that it was only a four-day week here in the UK, it's actually not stopped a flurry of deals from being covered across all three sites. So let's dive straight in with deals. Online medical booking and healthcare services portal, WeDoctor, has raised $500 million at a $5.5 billion valuation, securing the cash in a round co-led by Insurer AIA, which is now the company's life and health insurance partner and conglomerate NWS Holdings. Also known as we, we Doctor, had previously received more than $510 million from investors including Tencent, Fosun, and Shandong Tian Home. Commission-free online trading platform Robinhood is on a tear, having raised $363 million in a Series D round that more than quadrupled its valuation to $5.6 billion in just over a year during which it added options and cryptocurrency trading features. Capital G came in as a new investor, becoming the second Alphabet unit to back Robinhood, GV having participated in its $3 million seed round all the way back in 2013. Hybrid cloud software provider Mesosphere has raised $125 million in a Series D round co-led by Koch Industries subsidiary Koch Disruptive Technologies and also featured Hewlett Packard Enterprises and Qatar Investment Authority. The round took Mesosphere's overall funding to more than $250 million and came after a 2016 Series C round led by HPE and backed by fellow corporate Microsoft. Moderna Therapeutics first formed a strategic collaboration agreement with Merck & Co two years ago, and now the RNA Therapeutics developer has received $125 million from Merck as part of a deal to enhance that agreement. Moderna raised $500 million at a $7.5 billion valuation just three months ago, and its earlier investors include AstraZeneca and Alexion Pharmaceuticals. Intel Capital's annual global summit has revealed its latest batch of portfolio companies, which received a total of $72 million from the corporate, which was spread across 12 companies. We've put together details of all 12 deals in a single mammoth-sized piece on globalcorporateventuring.com so do go check that out. The recipients, among others, include Gamelon, Fictive, Avermo, and SciFive. And on the university side, ASEAN Pharmaceuticals, a US-based biotech spin-out from Johns Hopkins University, launched last week with a $40 million Series A round backed by spin-out investment firm Osage University Partners. The round was also backed by Column Group and 5AM Ventures. Spinout is working on treatments for neuroimmunoinflammatory and auto-reactive diseases. Series A funding will enable the company to drive recruitment, advance its pipeline, and move its initial preclinical candidates into clinical studies. With that, let's take a look at funds. Logistics firm GLP has set up a $1.6 billion investment fund that will target technology-focused companies in the logistics sector. The fund is managed by the corporate's private equity subsidiary, Hidden Hill Capital, and its limited partners include a range of mostly unnamed insurance companies and institutional investors. And if 1.6 billion sounds like a lot, China is about to finalise a $47 billion investment fund, focusing on semiconductor research and chip development. The fund, which will be primarily backed by Chinese government agencies, has reportedly been in the pipeline for several months, but officials are thought to have agreed to increase its size in the wake of the ongoing trade dispute with the Trump administration. Life Sciences' investment firm, Foresight Capital, meanwhile, has closed a $668 million fund that included several unnamed university endowments among its LPs. The investors in Fund 4 also include pension funds, insurance providers and foundations, though none of them have been identified. Foresight noted, however, that the limited partners are a mix of new and existing backers from previous funds. And Yale University received a $15 million grant from philanthropic organisation Blavatnik Family Foundation to expand the Blavatnik Fund for Innovation to $25 million. Established in 2016, the fund accelerates the development, application and commercialization. Of early stage life sciences research at the university. It is administered by Yale's Tech Transfer Office, Office of Cooperative Research. Now we've had some billion dollar figures, but in exits, there's another one. Walmart has confirmed its $16 billion purchase of a 77% stake in India based e commerce company Flipkart in what is the biggest M&A exit of a VC backed company since Facebook. billion purchase of WhatsApp in 2014. Details of the exits in the deal are on globalcorporateventuring.com. The exiting investors including SoftBank, which got about $4 billion, NASPERS, which raised $2.2 billion, and eBay, which secured $1.1 billion just over a year after it invested $500 million in Flipkart. Recruit has agreed to acquire employment listings and employee review platform Glassdoor for $1.2 billion in cash, enabling Alphabet's capital G to exit. The deal will represent capital G's second exit this year, after cybersecurity software producer Zscaler's March IPO and a third unicorn, SurveyMonkey, is said to be planning its own IPO for later in the year. Huya, live streaming platform YY's game-themed spin-off, secured $180 million in a US IPO, in which it floated at the top of its range. In addition to YY, the company's largest investors also include Tencent, which invested $462 million in March this year and which now owns a 32% stake post-IPO. It follows initial public offerings by two other China-based companies in a similar space, Bilibili and iQIYI, in late March. Meili, the Chinese fashion e-commerce platform formed by the merger of Melishu and Moguji, has hired underwriters for an initial public offering in the US that is expected to raise about $500 million. Investors in line for an exit through the IPO include Tencent and corporate venturing units Bertelsmann Asia Investments and Ping An Ventures. And reports last month suggested the company will be valued at roughly $4 billion in the offering. Indian renewable power producer Renew Power, which counts Japan-based utilities Tokyo Electric and Chubu Electric, as well as a subsidiary of sovereign wealth fund Abu Dhabi Investment Authority as backers, has also filed for an IPO in its home country that it expects will raise up to $386 million. The offer could in fact approach $1 billion in size, depending on the initial pricing, as several of the company's investors intend to sell shares. The news comes shortly after Renew's $1.54 billion acquisition of its competitor, Energy. Mobile POS technology producer iZettle announced plans to go public in its home country of Sweden in an IPO slated to raise approximately $226 million. The company has accumulated more than $280 million from investors including Mastercard, Intel Capital, American Express, Santander and the fourth Swedish national pension fund any of which could be among the shareholders set to divest shares in the offering, and was valued at $950 million when it last received funding in December last year. And on the university side, we have Benevier Biofarm, a US-based immunotherapy developer based on research at New York University, which is said to be acquired by biotech firm Janssen Biotech for up to $1.04 billion. The amount includes an upfront cash payment of $140 million, with another 900 million dependent on certain predetermined milestones. the Transaction is expected to conclude in the second quarter of 2018, following customary closing conditions. Benevia is developing viral immunotherapies that target advanced tumors, which do not respond to current treatments. Autolus, a UK-based cancer-focused biopharmaceutical spin-out from University College London, Filed for a $100 million initial public offering on NASDAQ. Founded in 2014, the Spinout is developing a range of immuno-oncology treatments that target both hematological and solid tumors. The Spinout picked up an additional license for an asset aimed at leukemia and lymphoma the week before last. It has raised $182 million in equity funding to date. Some slightly sad news, one exit that has collapsed is StretchSense, a New Zealand-based wearable sensor manufacturer spun out from University of Auckland, which has had to let go 140 staff after e-commerce firms Start Today terminated an acquisition deal. Start Today, which owns a 39.9% stake in StretchSense, paid $20 million in November last year for an option to wholly acquire the spin-out at a valuation of $120 million and that agreement was meant to be valid until the end of September 2018. However, the e-commerce portal called the deal off on April 27th, blaming long-term stagnation due to difficulty of reaching the agreement. And finally, let's take a look at people that have changed jobs. Aditya Kumar, an experienced corporate venturer and venture capitalist in Southeast Asia, has joined Indonesia-based on-demand ride provider Gojek as Vice President of Corporate Development. Gojek has already begun moving into corporate venturing, having led Bangladesh-based ride-hailing platform's Pathao's $10 million series B-Round last month, and has reportedly launched a corporate venture capital arm called Go Ventures. SoftBank Ventures Korea, the local corporate venture unit owned by Japan-based internet conglomerate SoftBank, has appointed managing director Junpyo Lee as its next chief executive. Lee replaces Gyu Hak Moon, who has moved to SoftBank Vision Fund, the $100 billion tech fund led by SoftBank CEO Masayoshi Son and Rajiv Mizra, head of the fund's advisors. And on Global University Venturing, we have Mike Humphrey, non-executive chairman of commercialization firm IP Group, who has announced his wish to retire. He will leave his position with IP Group once a suitable replacement has been found. Humphrey joined IP Group's board in 2011 as a non-executive director, before taking his current position in 2015. IP Group has also appointed Hijai Chai as a non-executive director with immediate effect, ahead of Lynn Gladen, stepping down later this year. Chai is currently chief executive of SCAPA, a supplier of products for the healthcare and industrial sectors. Gladen meanwhile, has accepted a position as executive chairman of the UK Engineering and Physical Sciences Research Council, effective October 1st. Retaining both positions would create a potential conflict of interest for her. And that, dear listener, is it for another week of the Global Venturing Review podcast. As always, there is significantly more news on globalcorporateventuring.com, globaluniversityventuring.com, and globalgovernmentventuring.com. So do head on over to those sites to read up on everything else that we just don't have time to cover in this podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, if you have any feedback, feel free to email me at tehealers at globaluniversityventuring.com. That's T-H-E-L-E-S at globaluniversityventuring.com. Leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you download this podcast from. And if you feel so inclined, please do recommend us to your friends and colleagues. It is very much appreciated and it helps us get the word out. I wish you a productive week and I will speak to you again next Monday. Goodbye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.